Welcome to Embers and Wind. Are you feeling a calling to serve? What if answering this calling unleashes from deep within you leadership potential? I'm your podcast host, Keith Weedman. Blended three decades experience with knowledge from multiple disciplines to unleash hidden potential in others. In this weekly podcast, my distinguished guests and I will share what fuels us and how we serve. You will feel a gentle wind on the embers of service that glow within you. You will receive kindling for your capabilities and knowledge to build skills. You can utilize this gentle wind to ignite the kindling. You will be guided to do this for people you lead and serve. You can apply what you learn with people you love. Get ready to feel the gentle wind. Today's special guest was born and raised in South Africa. She moved to the UK in 2001. She has 17 years experience in brand and communication research and has lived in Geneva, Switzerland and Chicago before moving back to the UK where she has now settled in Warwick. She founded Robert's Wish in 2015 and has worked extensively supporting youth and parents navigate their way through various challenges related to bullying. She is someone who will go out of her way to help someone and strive to make a difference where possible. She was bullied both at school and in the workplace and often shares her own experience with others in the hope that it will help someone who is going through the same experience. She hosts Robert Swish podcast, Seen and Heard. Her most important role is being a mom to her one-year-old daughter, Madison. Please join me in welcoming Lisa Hunter to this podcast. The title of this episode is Seen and Heard. Welcome, Lisa. Hi, Keith. Thank you for having me. Tell us more about how growing up drew you to this calling. Well, I grew up, as you said, in South Africa. Um, went to school in South Africa. And, and when I hit high school, I experienced some quite extensive bullying, just for the simple fact that I was from a different part of South Africa and I sounded a little bit different. My, my last three years of school were pretty treacherous with you know extensive bullying from, from fellow students. And um, I had a hard time. Luckily for me, I, I had a teacher that really literally saved my life. Um, she was there for me to, to, to talk to. She was a sounding board. She really listened to me. That's something that really helped me and resonated quite substantially. And I think without her help, I wouldn't be on the path that I'm on now. And, and that just continued working with people who, who were bullied and, and having a, a listening ear to others just was something that I naturally started to, to do quite often, be it through friends or be it through, through work. And, and eventually that's led me to part of what's led me to, to starting, you know, Robert's Wish today. Now you're a bully in the workplace too. Is that correct? Yes, yes I was. Wasn't outright bullying it was um but it was definitely a type of bullying that I, I see far too frequently and at the time you know reporting it to to HR did nothing in fact it made things worse so it was a very difficult time 
and it's something that I uh, I identify with, and I can I can spot the signs in in my current organization. And thankfully, they have a, a very effective um, anti-bullying policy, which they stick to. But so many organizations out there don't, and often you know the in workplace bullying is rife and doesn't get addressed in the correct manner. I would love to know know a little more about what type of bullying does not get recognized in the workplace. I think it's it's a difficult it's a difficult one because it's not as I easily identifiable as you know bullying in the in, in the playground or, or other types of bullying a lot of pressure was put on me to to behave in a certain way to get a fellow employee fired to collect um, information on this fellow employee who happened to be a good friend of mine and also happened to be my boss to collect information to help you know senior management build a case to um, to, to fire her and it was very drawing my you know my self-esteem you know, this, this all took place in the US and I, I was told that, you know, coming from Europe or coming from South Africa or just being foreign, that my uh, my brain needed rewiring to uh, to the way that things work in, in the US and that my, my brain wasn't wired properly and um, I never had a, a good work ethic. Coming from, you know, Europe where I've had a very successful career, highly recognized within the organization that I worked in. It was very difficult to, to all of a sudden hear that and feeling very uncomfortable with having to be literally told it's your job or it's your boss's job to, to collect this information. It wasn't a very pleasant experience at all. And HR literally did, did not nothing. They, they pushed it under the rug. It started avoiding the conversation. So it was pretty difficult. There wasn't a very effective anti-bullying policy in place. And it, it just wasn't a, a very happy time at all for me. And I saw fellow colleagues go through the same thing. So it, it was rife. You developed your sensory acuity for how other people are experiencing being bullied by being bullied yourself, true? Yes, that's correct. And then Absolutely. how did you become an advocate for others? Um, it's, a, it's a long story, basically for being bullied myself. But I think it came to the forefront when, you know, when my, my good friend, Robert, who the, the charity is named after, he experienced some significant bullying in, in South Africa. He came out as, as gay quite late in life. You know, he was in his 30s. He had a very successful career, just one of the most loveliest people you could ever meet. And finally, he decided one day, I want to be my authentic self. And his, you know, his world crumbled around him. His, his friends and his family, his parents turned their back on him. His very successful career came to a grinding halt. And he experienced some significant bullying in the community that he lived. And he was afraid to tell anyone. Um, I was in regular contact with him. I knew he was having difficulties in certain areas, but he never ex expressed the degree of, of the bullying until it was too late. He was beaten up. Um, he was subjected to a lot of taunting. He just felt so isolated and so alone. There was no, no one to listen to him. There was no one to talk to. In, in South Africa at the time, there weren't, you know, easy accessible resources to help him. He, he ended up, you know, taking his life as a result of it. And that just, it rocked me to my core in the fact that, you know, this is happening and there's, there's, there's no conversation taking place. There's different types of bullying. There's no, I don't think there's a one solution to bullying. It's, it's about, you know, different people's experiences, how they've coped and, just having a conversation on it. And, and that really sparked um, something in me to do something. And, and in fact, it was his final wish that no one else was made to feel the way he did. And if his story could help just one person, that, that was fantastic. And that's why I, I started this, 
this journey of Robert's wish is to, to start the conversation, to, to have a safe, confidential, some, a non-judgmental platform of, of discussion, of talking about bullying, different types of making, you know, people's stories, them, them feel heard and that them, list, you know, feel listened to and literally just trying to, to, to help those who, who, are, who are a little bit lost because of, of bullying in whatever, you know, whatever way or, or form. You know, I, I've dealt with people in the workplace, you know, in their 30s, 40s who are being bullied. It's, it's, not, it's not defined by age. It's, it's down to the experience. You've been a charity before, but you're not a charity now. Is that correct? That's correct. We were a registered charity nonprofit in the U.S., but since me moving to the UK, we've obviously had to re, restart the process. And we are in the process now of being registered as a charity. It's just with COVID, it's taking a little longer than we, we anticipated. But we are moving in the right direction, yes. So you think it's just a matter of time before you once again have a charity? Yes, matter of time. We've got, I've got a team that are working on it as we speak to, um, to try and get us recognized as a, a nonprofit here in the UK. So there's a number of people involved in this charitable cause. Is that a fair statement? Uh, Keith, what a great question. And I'm so happy with the opportunity to be able to talk about the wonderful people who've worked with me and who are working with me at the moment. At the moment, my team are based here in the UK and I have a few people out in the US. In the UK, I have a very good friend of mine, Duncan Greenfield Turk, who's helping me out. He's an entrepreneur, has his own business. I have a very good friend of mine, Amanda Atwood, who is actually going to be hosting some of the podcast with me. She's a mom. She's experienced bullying. Her children have experienced bullying. So she's got a lot of knowledge and has experienced it. So that would be great. I have a very good friend of mine, uh, Sarah Ramsey. You may remember from some of the previous episodes that Sarah was actually the teacher that I went out to. I, I reached out to when I was having difficulties with bullying at school. I have a very good friend of mine, Rebecca Rodden, who's also a mom. She's experienced bullying in, in different in different areas. And I have the most amazing business consultant, uh, mentor, Jeannie Saraswati, who's actually the CEO of Jeannie Media based in New York. Uh, and she really helps me out with, with anything to do with the podcast and really just a wonderful sounding board and a support. And she's she's been with me for a couple of years and I don't know what where I'd be or Robert's Wish would be without Jeannie. We've also been very fortunate to have the support from a, a, a movement in the U.S. called Venice Nation. These are fans and supporters of the web series Venice, the series created by Crystal Chappelle. And this movement have been absolutely incredible with helping us to spread the word. They've helped us with awareness in the U.S. It's been incredible. This group of people are the most generous, most supportive group of people I've never met, but who have really helped uh, Robert's Wish and our quest in the U.S. And without them, I don't think we'd be um, in the position that we are today. We've had lots of donations. They've helped us really be able to, 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 to build a website, to be able to support, to actually been able to, to, to help people in the U.S. thanks to the, the funds raised by them. So we've had a lot of support from them as well, particularly one one individual from the Venice Nation, and, and her name is Karen Pike. Karen Pike is what I call a social media ninja, and she has been such a huge help to me, such a, a, a big supporter. And yeah, Karen Pike is is um, someone that I'm I'm very very grateful to, and everyone who 
knows Karen knows that she's just the most amazing person. So yes, she's she's been really instrumental in in helping us in the US and and being a huge support to to Robert's wish, but also to myself. So we have been very lucky along the way. Um, I've had lots of supporters from you know people that I, I work with on a daily basis because you know the full team of Robert's wish. We're all doing this in our spare time. We all have you know nine to five jobs. Uh, my workplace have been very supportive, but very helpful. My previous employer in the UK was very helpful as well. They were very supportive. So a lot of support that's been coming from, from different avenues. And I have to say my family as well. My family have been very supportive. And I'm just, you know, I'm just very grateful because without all of the support, without the wonderful people that, that I work with, you know, Duncan, Jeannie, Amanda, um, Sarah, Rebecca, it, it wouldn't be Robert's wish that we see today. We've gone through a lot of change. We've gone through, you know, a lot of evolution. We started off really wanting to be, you know, more of a community, have a platform, have an app, be able to to, to reach people in, in that manner. But you know, there's so many, so much red tape that we we encountered. So, you know, instead of giving up, we just looked for different ways that we could get the message across. And that's where Jeannie came in with, with really, you know, helping with, with the podcast and, and allowing me to, to explore a little bit with interviewing. And I've never done it before. I have to say, I've never done interviews via podcast or in, you know, other than sitting across the desk, interviewing someone for my job. But I had that support from Jeannie, which has been you know, instrumental in, in helping us decide the direction we want to go with, with the podcast. We're hoping that all the hard work that everyone has put in over the years, all the, the sacrifices and the, the hours that people have donated will we'll start to pay off and we'll start to see more and more people reach out. Will we'll be reaching more people, helping more people? I think that's the aim is to really just provide that, that support, that listening ear to people who need it. So my team, the team for Robert's Wish, absolutely amazing people. What is your vision for Robert's Wish? Robert's Wish, our vision is is really simple. It's just to provide a listening ear to those who need it so that they feel heard, they feel listened to, that they can go to and seek resource on how to deal with bullying, that they don't feel so alone. I think that in itself is, is what we strive to do, is really just be a listening ear to those who need it. This closely relates to your podcast too. It does. Uh, our podcast really is the driving vehicle of Robert's Wish. It's it's where we have that discussion. It's where we we share different people's experiences to help those. We have different guests that are going to be coming on to to share their experiences, but also to share some advice and just to keep the conversation going. And we're talking about Seen and Heard with Lisa Hunter is the name That's of the correct. podcast. Yes, it is. Seen and Heard with me, Lisa Hunter. What is your vision then for the podcast? The vision for the podcast is to really to have that conversation, to keep the discussion about bullying moving forward for the different types and to be that main source of help of um, community that a person needs in, in their hour of need, really, so that people actually feel listened to, they feel heard. That really is what we want to do with the podcast is spread the word as well. Bullying gets pushed under the carpet far too many times. So let's, you know, keep the conversation going. And, and help those. It, it can also be quite inspirational. It's not a, always need to be a dark subject. It is a serious topic, but there are stories of hope. There are stories of people who survived it and who are, who are thriving. And it's about sharing those stories with people who are in a dark place to give them that hope that, you know, there there is light at the end of the tunnel. It seems like this is a calling for you. Would, would you say that's true? 
Yes, I think so. It's something that I've experienced, as I said. Um, it's something I'm truly passionate about, helping people. And I'm very passionate about, you know, the topic and helping people. So, yes. And then do you have a faith? I do. I'm a practicing Catholic. And do you see this connected to your faith? Yes and no. I think whilst I've had a lot of support from uh, from the community, there has been some opposition because of the my views on LGBTQ uh, topics and you know how involved in the LGBTQ community Robert's wish is. There has been some um, some conversation and some pushback, but I have to say the majority of of the response has been very positive and very supportive from the, the Catholic community. Now you've touched on something that I think is not just within the Catholic Church, but many churches struggle with this issue. Yes, absolutely. It's not just defined to a, a or confined to a Catholic faith. It does span across many different different faiths. And I, you know, I've I've ha I have had some. Um, some challenges from from other faiths as well but at the end of the day we are doing what what I believe God has has empowered us to do and that's have that discussion and you know God doesn't discriminate because of who you are or he, he loves everyone is, is strongly what I believe and that's mm -hmm. that's what roots us in, in what we're doing my team have very varying different faiths different beliefs and I think that's what makes us work is we respect each other we love each other and we we don't discriminate are you familiar with different churches and how different denominations are in different places as it relates to GLBTQ yes I am I have had several conversations and debates with different denominations of faith all valid it's just about continuing to keep you know our head high and, and move forward and respect people's opinions nothing I can do to, to change that. We are, you know, strong in, in what we believe and that's what we'll do. We'll continue to do what we're doing. Well, my compliments to you. I, I feel your strength. And there are churches, I'm a member of the Presbyterian Church, and I'm pleased to share that our church has been forward thinking as it relates to GOBTQ. And we specifically reach out and war with a warm and welcoming message to people from this community including you. That's a beautiful example to use. I think based on what I've seen, you know, in the UK and what I saw in the US, it really is the majority that are welcoming with open arms that don't discriminate. It is a minority that do have very strong views and do reject the LGBTQ youth and the community at, at large. But it is about, um, you know, continuing to, to share the message of love, not judgmental, um, attitude and to just be there we're, we're all humans especially after everything we've gone through with COVID being kind being respectful just being human uh, I think surely some lessons have to have been learned through what we've just gone through yeah I'm reminded of one of the tenets of our faith is to love thy neighbor as thyself tell us more about bullying and how youth get bullied for their GLBTQ Unfortunately, there are many examples of stories and experiences that we've heard from people who've reached out to us, both in the LGBTQ plus community and also those who are not. Fortunately, there's a very common thread. They are looking for somebody to talk to. They're looking for that listening ear. And that's exactly what we provide. We're there. We listen. We let them talk, express what they're feeling express their frustrations, their fears. We listen to what they're saying. They feel heard. 
They feel like they've got someone to turn to. But more importantly, they feel like they're not alone. And that's the biggest, biggest message that we can give to anyone who's struggling is that you are not alone. And that's exactly what we do. We listen, we're there for them, and we say, well, you're not alone. Based on what that person says, we actually then, from there, we point them in the right direction of resource. So that's where we look at their experiences, what they're feeling, their circumstances, and we'll then connect them with an organization that can help them even more. So whether that's Anti-Bullying Alliance, or if it's Kidscape or National Bullying Helpline, for example, in the UK, we will actually point them in that direction, give them all the contact information for that organization so that they can reach out and get the resource and the, the information that they need. For example, in the US, it's Trevor, the Trevor Project. Uh, and to be perfectly honest, in many cases, for, for those that I've spoken to in the US, it has been referring them to the Trevor Project, who are an amazing organization and do so much for, for youth today. So it's it's about really making sure that they feel heard, that they've got that, that resource, and then re- really helping them reach out, if needs be, to organizations that can really take it forward from there, who have the professional qualifications to, to help them from there. The job of Robert's Wish is really a listening ear, basically someone that they can talk to, that they can feel that they're being heard, that they can express how they're feeling. And then we will say to them, great, you're being heard. We know it's happening. Your your fears and your concerns are valid. Let's let's find a way that we can give you support and that we can help you further. So reach out to the Trevor Project or to the Anti Bullying Alliance or wherever it may be to get that extra um, help, to get that extra support, to find ways in which you can you can help yourself or you can tackle the bullying or which ways in which you can cope. So it's really about making sure that all this resource that's out there and there's a rich amount of resource can be tapped into. So that's really what we're what we what we like to do. And that, that's basically the thread of everything that we do and on all the, the different experiences that we uh, we help with. Thank you so much for your commitment to memorialize Robert's life through Robert's wish. Please tell us some stories about the work you're doing, about how you're impacting people's lives through Robert's wish. Some examples include um, a young man reaching out to us via our website to say that he was being bullied at school. He'd reached out to teachers and it had actual fact made it even worse for him. He was being bullied for what he believed was because he was, you know, he was gay and he'd only recently come out and he was really struggling to find his place and, and how he could cope with what was going on. And the bullying was both mental Um, but it was also physical. So he really reached out to us. He was desperate. He really wanted someone to talk to. And we, you know, just listened, listened to what he had to say, reached out to him, said, we're here. You're not alone. There are many people out there that are suffering from the same type of bullying. These are some of the coping mechanisms that can help. These are some of the resources that you can reach out to, to get extra information. Here are some ways in which you can connect with others that are going through something similar, where you can have peer-on-peer conversations and really learn from each other's experiences and have a little bit of a community, that little bit of support where, where you, you don't feel that you're so alone. So that's that's what we did. We, we helped him in that way. And a couple of months later, he came back to us and said that he'd done what we suggested. He'd reached out. 
the information that he got was phenomenal. He'd spoken, you know, he'd used the hotline that was provided. They gave him some professional help and it really helped him in his day to day. That was just wonderful. That's exactly what we wanted to do was just to be there as a, as a sounding board, as someone to listen to the, you know, to, to, to him, to listen to what was going on and then really say to him, look, you're not alone. First of all, we're here for you. We hear what's going on. Here are some ways that you can see which is going to work for you, ways in which you can cope, ways in which you can tackle what's happening, see what works for you. But if you want more information, here's a whole range of amazing organizations out there that can help you. And it was a success and it was it was great. He's gone on to thrive. We've been in contact every couple of months and he's doing fantastically well. He's very comfortable in his sexuality, which he should be, but he wasn't. And he's he's happy. So it was a great story, a great example of what we at Robert's Wish like to do. Um, an example of how we've helped parents is a couple of parents in the, the U.S. reached out. Their, their daughter had recently come out to them. They didn't really know how to how to respond, how to help her and to support her in in what what she was going through. And she was being bullied at school and, and they were trying to navigate this minefield of how to help her and how to support her with both just coming out and feeling comfortable with her sexuality, but also about the bullying that was going on. So again, listening to what they had to say, making sure that they didn't feel that, you know, they were the only parents in the world that were going through something like this. There are many parents that are going through exactly the same thing, making sure that they've reached out to the organizations that they could, you know, get a, a more in-depth help, connect with other parents that are going through similar challenges and, and issues with their children and make them feel like they were empowered to help their daughter. And in fact, that's what they did. They actually reached out. And again, they came back six months later and said the change is phenomenal. It's like a massive change in her. They it was trial and error. So they tried some things. It didn't work. They tried others and it worked. So they actually shared what worked with us. And we then incorporated that into how we then for the next um, experience that we were that was shared with us we were able to say well this has worked for some some parents why don't you try this or this has worked for those this perhaps didn't work as well but try all of this this is what they did and they gave us a you know a lot of detail which was very helpful and we were able to pass that on to other parents and and it helped you know, wonderful, you know, examples of, of what we've been able to do. And there are many examples that we've worked with. We don't only focus on LGBTQ, as you, as you know, we, we focus on, you know, everyone who's been bullying. It's, it's a, it's, it, it doesn't only affect the LGBTQ plus community, unfortunately. Bullying happens in the workplace. It happens at school. It happens at home. It happens online. I mean, it, it's rife at the moment and is in every part of our lives. And it's really about how we can build coping mechanisms, how we can build a support network to help those that are experiencing it and that are suffering as a result of it and really join together to stomp bullying out as much as possible. Now, there's somebody listening right now to this podcast and they feel your pain and they want to get involved. How can someone get involved and support your work? We're always looking for people to help us with social media, with spreading the word, with um, helping us with different aspects that go on with the community. So if you, if you want to be involved, please reach out to us on our, on our website, which is www.robertswish.com and, and reach out. We would love to have whoever wants to help us and be part of the team as I've said before, we're a community. We're like a big family. We just want to, you know, do what we can to help those who need it. 
if you're a youth, if you're LGBTQ, if you're a parent, if you're someone, you know, an adult who's been bullied in the workplace, whatever it may be, we want to help you. And then there's a podcast too. And I believe you'll be hosting an episode soon. Any idea how soon? We are hoping to be hosting our uh, next podcast episode in the next two weeks. If anyone is interested in being a guest, talking about their experience, if anyone's an expert in this, please reach out. Looking for people to speak to about this. Geography doesn't matter. You know, we're a, a global team. We would love to speak to you. And they can reach you by the website you already referenced, true? Absolutely. There, there is an opportunity to get in touch with us to be a guest or to share your story. Anything. Because there could be anyone listening who has a similar experience to what you had and what you did to help yourself, what you did to get through it may help that person. As I said before, there's not one solution to bullying. It's different people's experience may resonate with you in different ways. So it's really about talking about the experience, what helped, because you could be helping someone out there who's who's in a very dark place and who needs the help. Well, I want to thank you so much, Lisa, for being a guest for this episode. Thanks a lot, Keith. It was wonderful speaking to you. And I want to thank you, the listener, for joining us. I look forward to seeing you next week. Thank you so much for joining us for this week's episode of Embers and Wind. If you enjoyed today, please come back next week. Please also share this episode with a friend. If you've not already subscribed to Embers and Wind, rated this podcast, and written a review, please do this now. If you have any questions, comments, or feedback, you can reach me directly at embersandwind.net. Thank you again for joining us.